shiny, playing tag and getting chased. When I was in advanced nautical science, Cap Guile taught me the Coast Guard's rules of the road. The one rule that I'll always remember word for word is Rule 7, subsection C, which goes... Assumptions should not be made upon the basis of scanty information. That was Captain Guile. In English, this means, don't assume, you'll make an ass of you and me. Well, today we're talking about assumptions made about people on the basis of scanty information. Stereotypes. When it comes to stereotypes, some people get emotional about it and cause big trouble. But our hero science can help us through it. Today, we, Kyle and Mark, will go through four questions. Number one, what are stereotypes? Number two, what are their causes? Where do they come from? Number three, what exactly are their effects? And number four, how can we deal with them and stereotype less often? Number one, what are stereotypes? As Annie Murphy Paul of Psychology Today put it, stereotypes are mental shortcuts made by the human brain, which is an amazing pattern recognition machine, but is not quite able to handle the complexity of the whole human race. Or, as Dennis Febo, the speaker who talked to us shortly before Martin Luther King Day put it, Stereotype. Think of it as stereo surround to take everything and include it into one type. Number two, where do stereotypes come from? Our brain is always looking for shortcuts, just like a rat looking for cheese. Think about a cute lab rat bolting to the sweet cheese, not knowing that it's a mousetrap. Our brain does the same. Stereotyping is a survival strategy of ours that allows us to take action quickly without thinking. Let's say you encounter a hungry lion. The stereotype, lions are dangerous, will allow you to run away immediately, hopefully surviving the encounter. However, if you start thinking, well, not all lions should be dangerous, let me talk with it to that sweet lion, it will be an unlucky day for you. We make oversimplified summaries of certain groups that may or may not be true. We asked Ms. Williams, head of the Office of Equality, how we formed those summaries. I really find a stereotype to be a generalization about a group of people that comes from two sources, either too much exposure or lack of exposure. For example, the idea that folks that come from Asia are intelligent is something that is a generalization about a group of people that comes from too much exposure to one type of person from Asia. Ms. Williams makes a good point here. Overexposure, in other words, selection bias, is the source to the stereotype about Asians. The truth is, Asians are just as smart or dumb as any other race. Only the smartest people in their country would study abroad, so Americans are exposed to smart Asians too much, and almost no dumb ones. And because of that, Americans assume that all Asians must be smart as well. The education system in some Asian countries encourages the stereotypes as well. We learn the contents of our classes faster than the counterparts in America, which makes it seem as if the Asians are smart enough to learn faster than Americans. I shall deny that assumption as a person who survived that educational system in Japan. There are in fact many students who cannot follow classes, and the contents we learn lack depth and analysis. We don't have much to do in each stuff we learn, so we can go fast. On the other hand, like Miss Williams said, underexposure also leads to stereotyping. Until I came to Tabor, I was underexposed to people different than me because around the end of World War II, the Federal Housing Administration used a racist housing policy called redlining, 
where they pushed people of color into urban housing projects. Even though redlining is illegal these days, the effects still linger. If variety is the spice of life, my hometown, Middleborough, is as bland as a saltine cracker. Until I came to Tabor, all but three of my classmates were white, and not all people are as lucky as me to go to a school as diverse as Tabor. According to Berkeley's Greater Good magazine, sometimes media may be the only contact some people have with minority groups. This can be disastrous as minorities are often portrayed negatively in the media. So, back to our second question. How are stereotypes made? Stereotypes are made when the brain makes mental shortcuts about certain people because of over or under exposure. Now that we know what they are and where they come from, let's explore the third question. What stereotypes do and what effects they have on people. Stereotypes can be self-fulfilling prophecies. Aaron Carter from Northwestern University explains that the stress of wanting to perform well to overcome someone's negative expectation causes people to fall short, supporting that expectation. When a game of mini-golf was couched as a test of natural ability, black students scored, on average, four more strokes than whites, because the stereotype is that black people are better athletes than white people. When the game was instead put as a test of the ability to think strategically, the white kids scored four strokes better because the black students succumbed to the stress of trying not to look unintelligent. Stereotype threat stress can be so omnipresent for some that the study in the Annals of Behavioral Medicine concluded that the impact of chronic stress is a likely explanation of why black girls are more likely to be overweight than white girls. For the worst-case scenario, stereotypes can affect governmental decision-making as well, such as the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. After the attack on Pearl Harbor, the leaders of the United States were suspicious about the Japanese Americans living in the West Coast, that they would undermine the nation by helping Japan mount a full-scale attack on the West Coast. It empowers certain people to be able to diminish another group, because by doing so they make themselves feel superior and could sort of compensate for a lack of power within themselves. The problem was that there was no evidence supporting that those Japanese Americans were in contact in Japan. Indeed, 61% were American citizens who were born and raised as Americans, and some didn't even know how to speak Japanese. The internment was defined as unethical later, and President Ronald Reagan apologized to those who were incarcerated. Now we know a bit more about stereotypes. There are mental shortcuts caused by too much or too little exposure to certain people, and they cause systematic inequalities, major and minor. So the fourth question remains, what can we do about them? How can we save the rat from the trap? How can we stereotype less? Tackling stereotypes is about taking care of those you are stereotyping on. Ethicist Anthony Weston states that taking care has three steps paying attention, being conscientious, and acting to further the common good. Let's go through each of these steps. Paying attention is investigating the truth. Miss Williams gives us a fine example of how to do this. What I often tell my clients is that you've got to rewrite the story that you've been sold. And the way that you do that is immersing yourself and going out of your way to learn about the groups that you've become aware that you hold stereotypes about. Also, try to pay attention to media that have people who tend to stereotype. The Greater Good magazine points out that media interactions with gay and transgender characters were related to more positive attitudes towards them. And when people have good media interactions, they are more likely to interact with people they stereotype, 
and will be better at seeing at that their stereotypes were wrong. It is a positive, positive feedback loop. Next step, be conscientious. Think, how can we avoid stereotyping people in our lives? Being aware and mindful can help. Researchers from Harvard found that those who were rated more mindful tend to discriminate less. In my own life, I realized that I was stereotyping, so I got into the habit of being aware that I was making assumptions. And I started questioning those assumptions. And because I started questioning them, I find myself stereotyping less, though nobody is perfect. Finally, furthering the good is acting to help others get rid of their stereotypes. Education, both in and out of school, can help prevent others from obtaining these misconceptions in the first place. We need to explain to our children what stereotypes are and why they are hum harmful, according to the Greater Good magazine. That could mean a teacher using an incident as a teaching moment, or even just listening to this podcast and sharing it with others. So today, we answered four questions. 1. What are stereotypes? Stereotypes are broad generalizations that all of us, yes, even you and I, make about people. Shortcuts through the lab maze of life. It's not necessarily our fault, as everybody's brain does it, especially when we are exposed to stereotypes in the media. 2. How are they formed? Through over or underexposure, our brain summarizes the whole population from a biased sample. 3. How do they affect people? Stereotypes become self-fulfilling prophecies that preserve racial and gender inequalities, and the stress of being stereotyped has a significant negative impact on the quality of life. 4. How can we deal with them? With education, mindfulness, and a lot of hard work, we can save the day. So, go on with your life, and remember... Assumptions should not be made upon the basis of scanty information.